What's up, Conroe? You are listening to the greatest show in the history of the recorded known Conroe area. Wow, you really you started strong, and then you were just like narrow, super narrow. Yeah, there. I don't like to be wrong about things, so we keep it we keep it very accurate. That's fair. This is Nerd Thug Radio, and we are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And um, no Joey Savage this week. No, he's taking off again. Another vacation day. Using my sick day. <laughs> yes. He's in your bank now. Pretty soon he'll be in my bank, and then we'll just never have sick days. I think we may have put the wrong person in charge of human resources. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, this is Nerd Thug Radio, and you are hearing Corey DLG, and you're welcome for that. And uh, with me, as usual, is little brother Nico. Hey, I'm usually here. That's true. That's true. Because you don't have any sick days right. or vacation time. <laughs> They've all been used Someone mysteriously is, without yeah, my knowledge. Your bank just keeps declining. You're like, I don't understand. Like, shouldn't shouldn't that number be going up? Yeah, it should. You're right. <laughs> You're correct. Yeah. That's how numbers usually work. Not for you though. <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Dog Radio. We are hanging out here on this gorgeous Monday. It's uh for some people a holiday. This is one of those weird days, right? Like Good Friday, a lot of, like most, yeah, most everybody's off. Them off. And then the Monday after Easter, some people. Some, some sometimes. Some people are off. Other people aren't and they say mean things about the people that are off. Uh I don't take off days. So I'm here for you guys. Pretty much all the time. <laughs> you just have nowhere else to go. Look at nowhere else to go, man. Look at nowhere else to go. Do you know who that is? No. It's Richard Gere in An Officer and Gentleman. Nice. Yeah. He basically, I don't really, you know what, I'm not, I don't remember what the point of the movie was, but at one point he's like, he's basically given the option where he can leave the Navy, I believe, and he's like, no, because I don't really have anywhere else to go. What else do I do? He's like, I got nowhere else to go, man. I got nowhere else to go. And he's like crying and stuff. Oh, man, that's a real tragedy. Um, Late 80s, early 90s movies were real intense for like weird things. They've kind of gotten away from that kind of version of movie. Like think about like they wouldn't make a breakfast club now. No. And Although if, everything's going to reference it. Yeah, everything's going to... You know what's funny? If they... Okay, here's who would make a Breakfast Club. Netflix would make like a six-episode Breakfast Club series. That would make sense. And they would be like, it's the hall. And then like every episode would focus on a different one of the people, including the principal, who you're not supposed to relate to. Ah, I see. See? See what I did there? Kind of like Stranger Things cultural foothold, where like it would take up that space... Well, no, it's just, like, there's not a movie, yeah, like, streaming, no, because Stranger Things could be easily a movie now. Like, Ken is a really great movie, K-I-N. It's a really great movie that fits, like, in, like, ten genres and kind of can be anything. Cause it's, like, a fam- it's like about a broken family, it's about science fiction, it's about crime and punishment, and, like... It's got so many moving parts here. Yeah, and it's just, you know... <sighs> There's not a lot of movies where there's, like, more than one theme. Uh, there was a great one. It's uh, George Clooney up in the air. He is a traveling salesman. This is actually George Clooney and a Kendrick. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so there is a... The, the premise of the movie is George Clooney has a job for this company where literally... <laughs> this is messed up. Uh, companies don't like to be the one to go through the termination process with you. So they sub it out to his company, and he's, like, the best at it. He doesn't believe in connections. He doesn't believe in, like, long-term things. Like, at his apartment, he has, like, seven things. And then, like, a million little tiny airport bottles because he's on pace to reach a million travel miles. And he puts them all on, like, one account because, like, he does all of his rentals to get points. Everything is designed. He maximizes his travel, like, oh, you're allowed three mils. You're allowed this. You're allowed that. So, like, if he's... Only going to be in town for one day. He gets he orders like three meals, takes two to go, vouchers all of it. Like the whole thing is like he's based his whole life around this nomad concept. And Anna Kendrick comes in, and she has basically created a way where the salesmen no longer travel. They're going to do it over basically Skype. And the only way George Clooney gets to stay on the road is if he takes her with him and shows her the ropes of the industry so that she can better design the software. 
And so, again, the name of the movie is up in the air, and, like, all of their futures and everything they're doing is just up in the air, and this whole concept, like, they don't know how anything's going to end. Hmm. All That's these fun. All these different themes are going on. Like, he goes to his family wedding. He, he meets this, like, other traveling salesperson who has the same kind of life as him. And so, like, he falls in love with her, and then he finds out that she's, like, got a family back home. Like, everything is up in the air. Ah, that's fun. And on the flight back from where he puts his heart out for this woman and gets crushed is where he hits his million miles. And, uh, like, the head pilot of the airline industry comes and sits with him on the flight. And he's like, no, not this flight. Not this, man. Like, (laughs) I had so many things I was going to say to you. And uh, this is not the day for this. And the guy's like, oh, well. He's like, well, there's really no other way to say it. Like, congratulations. He was like the seventh person to ever do the million miles. He gets like a, his name on a plane. He has a dedicated phone line. When he dials it, it's only for him. So like the first time he ever calls it after he gets the million miles, the woman's like, yes, Mr. Clooney. And he's like, how did you know it was me? And she's like, you're the only person who can call this number. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be pretty cool, though. That's got to be a cool feeling, right? Like <laughs> Somebody's got a phone just for me. You got like a red phone. For me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they don't make movies like that anymore. Like, there's not a lot of movies now that are multi-themed where, like, they're probably the smaller ones, right? Like, the ones that... that more. Am- I feel like sometimes it's more ambitious. Well, it's a bigger risk, right? Because you got to get people to relate to things. So if something's just off for whatever reason, they don't. Right. Although Into the Spider-Verse was kind of multi-themed in a lot of ways. Each of them was having to deal with their own stuff. Different things. But it was still superhero action animated so it felt safe for them to do that it makes more sense it, it also the the medium really helps because even if that movie was only like okay like the visual aspect of it was so engrossing and like it was a, it was a beautiful movie it really was isn't that what it won an oscar for yeah animation best uh, best animated uh brian michael bendis got thanked at an oscars yep it's a weird thing to think about not really, considering how important, like, Avengers and, like, True. the comic book industry True. is to movies now. But none of that, n- that's not how he got thanked. None of that. None of the Avengers stuff, which he did all that. He he did the whole reboot of the Avengers in Marvel. That None of that is what got him thanked Because for some reason, none of those movies have won Oscars yet. Why do you think that is? Like, well, until, until Black Panther. But. but, like, none of them were ever even nominated for stuff. I don't even remember any of them ever even being, like, I think screenplay. I think I think it was, like, I think, honestly, it was probably the movie industry, kind of the snobby, like, oh, it's just a comic book movie. You think so? I think so. But, Although, like, but like even categories like costuming or score or, like, there's all kinds of, ca- like, Suicide Squad won for best makeup. Which was weird. I think that... Uh, no, that wasn't too weird because, I mean, Idris Elba was completely unrecognizable. Unre- I mean, yeah. Right? That is him, right? That's who that is? Or is, is it, it, uh... No, I thought it was somebody else. I don't remember. Let me look it up, though. The the, cro- the Killer croc. croc. Yeah, Killer Croc. I don't remember who that was. And, uh... Yeah, maybe it's not... Maybe it's, uh... I honestly don't know who it is now. I'm blanking on it. Um... But yeah, it's just kind of... Oh, you know what? Elder Zelda's going to be in Suicide Squad too. That's where my head's stuck on that one. Oh yeah, I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce his name. Digimon Honshu. No. It's oh. this. <laughs> I have never seen this man in my life. Oh, yeah. Arawale Akinyo Agabaje. He's the guy from... Um, pretty sure this is him. Never would have known that. Never would have even tried to pronounce I, that. I want to say... Is he the guy from Lost? Am I totally wrong about that? Oh, he's the dude who was in G.I. Joe. Ah, those are fun. Yeah, he was Mr. Echo on Lost. I knew that. That's where he debuted, on Lost. And he didn't speak for 40 days. Uh, Him and Michelle Rodriguez were on the tail side of the plane when it separates over the island. (laughs) And their little tribe goes through a bunch of stuff. And Michelle Rodriguez on the first day has to kill a dude. And... She doesn't cry about it for 40 days, so Mr. Echo just doesn't speak for 40 days. And on the day she starts crying is when he speaks to her, and she's like, we've been on this island for 40 days, and now you want to talk? And he's like, you just now chose to cry. Big yikes, bro. Big yikes. Like, he's marking him on a stick. He was a cool dude in that, in that show. That was, a, that was a good show. That is probably like... That was the last like TV phenomenon. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, Till Game of Thrones. Yeah. 
How much time do we have here? We have a whole two minutes. Okay. When we come back, we're not going to do spoilers for Game of Thrones. We are caught up on Game of Thrones, but we are going to do predictions. Ooh, um, fun. So it looks like they've set up for episode three to be the battle of the White Walkers and the Undead versus the North, essentially. Um, and I don't mean the Toronto Raptors. Um, Lebronto. Lebronto. So when we come back, what we'll do is we'll play a game of who do we think will survive this upcoming epic battle. We have no idea. We don't know what it is. We could be completely wrong, but we're going to we're gonna try and pick who we think makes it. Um, but before we get out of here to the break here, why don't you go ahead and tell our friends of Conroe about Cox ATA. Cox ATA, they got two locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe. Mention Earth Thug Radio, get two whole free weeks of training. Yeah. They got all kinds of stuff there. Self-defense, Tai Chi, obviously Taekwondo. They got stuff for the youngins, the Tiny Tigers. Tiny Tigers. Uh, they got stuff from 3 to 93. They have such a large age range. They have classes for pretty much everyone. Um, you know, mentioned Nerd Thug Radio. Get two whole free weeks of training. They Great head self-defense. start. Self-defense. Yeah. Uh, what was the... Uh, tai Chi. Tai Chi. That's it. I can, I can never remember that one. Um, but yeah... Because uh, they teach life skills, they build leaders, they leave a legacy. That's Cox ATA, and this is Nerd Thug Radio. When we jump out, we're going to have more Nerd Thug Radio when we come back. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. This is Nerd Thug Radio on 104.5 and 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, check us out on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio or www.NerdThugRadio.com. We've got the Patreon up. We have created a T-shirt of the month club. Uh, it's $30, but you're going to get a brand new Nerd Thug Radio design T-shirt every month. Uh, exclusive to the store. Exclusive. There won't be another way or place to get these. So get pumped for that. Um, Nico, you are, what did you say when we were watching it here just now? You're a little bit, the other night, what did you say? You're a little bit behind on Game of Thrones? Yes. I'm like a whole season. But you're not a whole season. You're like a half season because you've seen some of the things that happened in season six, right? Yes. That's actually season seven, my correct, my my apologies. This is season eight. This is season eight, the final season. Um, and so without going into crazy spoilers or anything too deep or anything, we, they've been building and building and building for seven and a half seasons now, this coming battle between the dead and the living. Um, the only relevant thing really that's happened this season so far that you need to know is that Jamie Lannister is now in the North as well. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like, I, I call it Cheers, you called it more accurately probably the Avengers because everyone's rearing yeah. for a fight. But it's like, like Avengers of Game of Thrones. All the different all people, all the different stories, everything has now all flowed back here to Winterfell. Uh, it's really neat to see because like, some of these characters haven't seen each other like in the universe for a long time. But everyone, like they've done a really good job in these two episodes kind of... Like weaving everyone back together. Right. All these different people have all crossed paths in these different ways. It's like Destiny has kind of had their hand on these people this whole time. And they've all overlapped and crossed in multiple ways. Like Brienne and Jamie Lannister. Um, Arya with the Hound. Arya with Brienne. Arya with uh, Genji. Arya with the... Uh, what are they called? The Brotherhood of whatever? What? The brother Brothers Without Banners or something like that. Oh, the Night's Watch? No, not the Night's Watch. The The group that the one-eyed dude was in serving the Red Witch. Oh, I don't remember. They're, they're called, called like the Brothers Without Banners or something like that. And essentially they're like religious bandits, kind of. Like stealing in service of the Red God or whatever. The, the Light the God. Light, whatever he's supposed to be. You know who hasn't showed back up yet? Who? Melisandre. Oh. Why? 
I don't know, but remember last season she makes like an ominous like, uh, I have one more thing to do. I will be back here. And because and, remember last season when the Indian Knights like, you need to leave because you did some stuff and I'm not happy. And Jon Snow was like, I ban you from the north and if you ever come back, I'll kill you. And she's like, unfortunately, I'm destined to die here or something along those lines. So that just means she's going to come back for this fight. She won't I, be here. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Die again. Show back up in the middle of all this or something. Right. She's got some part to play in something because she thinks she's a big deal. Right. I think it's. I think it's just going to be interesting. All right. So okay. prediction time. Prediction time. All right. Let's let's try and do this as organized as we can. The Hound lives or dies. Uh, at last this time battle, I, at this battle, this battle, I think he lives this one. You think he survives this one? I think so. Um, true, true jerks never die. Right. So and he hasn't. Well, the last time I thought he was gonna die, he turned out fine. So fair enough. Okay, I think. I think he dies. You think so? I think the hound dies. This is the end of the houndy boy. I think so. I think this is where he. I think he came to die. Uh, Jamie Lannister. Hard to say, but I want to say he dies in this this new fight coming up. I think he, I think his character purposely came to this fight to die. I think he is he might sort of, survive. Otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I think there's still more work to be done in the in the story of Jamie Lannister. I think he survives. Fair. All right. Um, the one-eyed dude who has died 19 times and been brought back. Well, let's make it an even 20. And <laughs> just won't come back this time. Yeah, I think this is where his story ends. Absolutely. I don't uh, think there's anywhere else for him to go. Well, some. Well, if you remember, the Red Witch thinks that Daenerys Targaryen serves the Lord of the Light, and she thinks Jon Snow does. So, whoever lives, if he's one of the ones who lives, he would still be serving the Lord of the Light by right. helping them. Right. Um. Remember way, way back whenever, when Jon Snow was murdered and the Red Witch brings him back, she's basically like, the Lord of Light's not done with you yet. Um, Who so, knows? So he may come back. If he, I think he dies. I think his point here is to have like a cool heroic death in this battle. Right. Um, Plus he dies 20 times. Right, 20. I mean, 20 is a good number. Right. Um, 19 more times than everyone else, kids. It's true. What do you think about uh, Genji? Um, I could honestly like see him going either way. Like I, I, I kind of don't have a strong stance. He might die, but I don't know if that's true or not. I think he survives. You I think so? I think he survives simply because they need him for more stuff. Well, he's the he's the heir to the Baratheon throne family. Yeah, and so the kingdom was once held together by the Baratheon by the Baratheon Stark friendship. So I've been rewatching the early seasons, and that's really the the theme of the first season is that the two of them were making this work, even though everyone else wanted war. Right. No, that's accurate. So when it's all said and done, if Jon Snow survives, which I believe he will, what do you think? Jon Snow, does he make it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If Jon Snow survives, Snow, Baratheon, Sansa Stark, who I also think survives, you need some sort of... Like member of each house kind of deal. Yeah, because that's that's the that's the trinity that builds a new kingdom, right? Is a is right. a Targaryen, a Stark, a Baratheon. Then all claims are valid. Right, because those are literally all the people that ruled in the past. Right, like however long. Right, that keeps the North happy. The Targaryens have a rightful claim, and the Baratheons had a fair claim. And if these two can settle it, which they seem to be best friends, so. We okay. Also, if you're watching these two seasons, Genji's working his way into the family. So. Right. <laughs> uh, Arya Stark. Uh, I think she lives. I think she's just too she's just too resilient at this point to die this way. It would be a weird place for her to die. Right. Um. I feel like she has more that she wants to do. Yes. Uh. Theon Greyjoy. Uh, dead. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think so. I think him and his iron people die. I think all of them. Yeah. Um. What about the red beard? Red beard guy. I I kind of want to say he dies, but I really hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't, but I also I I could see him. No, I'm gonna say he makes it. 
Uh, Sir Davos, the Onion Knight. The Onion Man. Uh, he's managed to live through most things, so I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Um, uh, Sir Jorah Mormont. Mormont. He's the one who was in love with Daria uh, or Daenerys, and he had the skin thing, and now he's back. All right. Eh, he can die. I really don't care about him all that much. <gasps> okay. All right. Um, I just want him to die. That's why there wasn't any. I think he survives. I think he survives. I think he actually makes it all the way through. I feel like he does. You think he's going to be there at the end? Yeah. I hope he isn't. Uh, Tyrion Lannister. Tyrion, I want him to live so bad. Yeah. He I, needs to be alive. I think he's a relevant part in all this. He's, he's my favorite character in the he, whole show. If every if everything ha- if Jamie Lannister dies, which I don't think he will, but if Jamie Lannister dies and they have to fight Cersei, he's the last Lannister to right. lead the house. So he's sort of relevant in that sense. Um, Not only in that way, I just really like him. He's my favorite character. Sansa Stark. What do you think? Sansa, ah, man, it's hard to decide because she's relevant because she's really the last true Stark. Uh, well, I guess Arya. So I'm gonna go no, and I'm gonna have Arya lead <laughs> only because I don't. You really think Sansa dies? I don't think Sansa dies. I don't think so either. But I, I want Sansa. her. I don't like her that much. <laughs> I think Sansa's. I think she's the boss of this stuff. Her costumes are amazing in this season too. Yeah, she looks. She just looks ba. Um, who else we got? Samwise. Do you think Sam makes it? I want to say yes because he's lived through everything at this point. I'm gonna say no. I know. I know you're. I knew you were gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Um, Literally, probably one of the most relevant characters. Yeah. Like from introduction to where he is he's, now, he sort of has to go. He sort of has to. Ah, that's so sad. Grey Worm. Grey Worm. I think he dies tragically and heroically. I think he does too. Uh, his little lover lady. Uh, I think she watches him die, but lives. I think she dies. Ooh, strong, strong. I think she dies. Um, Daenerys Targaryen, have we said her? No. I think she makes it. I think so, too. Okay, what about... She's going to be at Comicpalooza, by the way. Yes, she is, where we're uh, hosting panels, so come see us. Also, this weekend, we will be at Sportify. Ooh. The largest sports show in the United States. Uh, all the important Astros are going to be there with A.J. Hinch. Talking about Altuve, you're talking about Springer, you're talking about Correa, and they're gonna be like in and out. So no, they're gonna be there Saturday at seven. They're scheduled. Oh, they're in there. They're scheduled Saturday at seven. Nice. Yeah. Um. I mean, are we forgetting anybody? Brienne of Tarth. Brienne. Uh, I think she dies. I think she makes it, but I think Podrick dies. Oh no. Yeah. Podrick, little squire boy. I think. I think Podrick. Who has saved everyone's life at least once, it seems like, in this show. Saves them all again just to get a just points die. and then dies. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Because, um, like, at the beginning of the this most recent episode that aired, he was, like, super B.A. Like, like he's, his training is finally... Also, he looked... He looked he's, he's in big. good shape. He's ready. He's prepared. He is. It's like he's been fighting. He's, like, he's been training at a castle for a so, while. Right. So, the, kind of the the theme... Of this whole show has always been the hero you fall in love with each season dies. Dies, right? I mean, that's season one, it's Ned Stark. Season two, it's uh, everyone. No, uh, I'm blanking on who it is, though. Season three is, is uh, Rob Stark, the Red Wedding. Yep. Um, I mean, there's like the Red Viper in season. Uh, it's got to be season five. It's not five. Yeah, because Tyrion gets out there in season six uh, to make it as the hand, and the reason he has to leave is he gets sentenced to death because the Red Viper loses the fight to the mountain. Right. So that's season five. Oh, it is, huh? Season two, I think it's Joffrey who dies. No, Joffrey's still alive there. Who dies season two? I don't remember who the death was in season two. Why am I having so much trouble with that? I don't uh-huh. remember at all. Um... So the Iron Islands, um, she the the other Greyjoy girl, she goes to hold him. Do you think she makes it? I think so. Do you think they just showed her to get rescued to go back to the Iron Islands just so like she never comes like the re- gone the rest of the show? Right. Like she shows up at the end of the sixth episode to bend the knee to whoever's. Right, and I think it'll be like, oh, control of the Iron Islands, boom. Whatever her name is. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm blanking on her name too. Um, She's honestly not relevant. She showed up like three times. <laughs> Well, she got more relevant with when Daenerys had a whole army with the Sand Snakes and the Greyjoys and 
Right, but now they're like... Isn't it kind of weird? Like, she was allied with technically, like, all the bad guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like a small house that basically just gets... They're like the whipping boy. <laughs> Who is? The Iron People. The uh, the, the Ironborn? Yeah. They like, are, but it, they're like, they're the most evil of everyone. Like, everyone, well... They've they've been aligned with all of the bad people. Yeah. But so, like, so when Daenerys built her army, she built it out of a bunch of, like, the Greyjoys who, at that point, were the bad guys. Right. Especially at that point in the story, because they've come back... Oh, that's right. Season two is when uh, Theon takes Winterfell. Right. So he kills the maester, and then everyone thinks he burned the two boys. Um. Yeah, I like she was allied with all the bad guys. So the Sand Snakes are the people who take over. Uh, is it Dorne? Is that where? Is that where they're all from? Where's where the Red Vipers from? I don't. I think so. The Sand area, and then the um. The flower people, the ones who actually, the woman who actually uh, poisoned King Joffrey, the old lady. Oh, yeah. Like, by that point, they're the three villains of the Seven Kingdoms, and she's like, let's roll. <laughs> right, I don't know. I brought my horse horde. Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right, so with all that, we're going to jump out of break here. Um, when we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio rolling your way. RNA Sports at 3501 North Frazier has sports collectibles and memorabilia for wrestling, pop culture, and sports. Interested parties should definitely check out their Facebook page where they hold auctions and hang out all the time doing fun events and placing items up for people to see. They also sell sporting gear, sporting gear and sporting memorabilia. So interested people should go to RNA Sports at 3501 North Frazier in Conroe. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. This is Nerd Thug Radio, and we are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, make sure to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio, and make sure you're checking out www.nerdthugradio.com. Um, okay, before we get into anything crazy here, Nico, why don't you tell everybody about RNA Sports? Located at 3501 North, North Fraser. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're your go-to shop for sports memorabilia and other stiff, other signed things. They got lots of, they have some pop culture memorabilia, some wrestling stuff that they're mm-hmm, getting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now sell sports goods, softball. Sporting equipment. Sporting equipment, my bad. Yes. Um, it's like softball, bats, and... And like uh, jerseys and pants and stuff like that. Um, so not only can you uh, mention Nerd Thug Radio to get 20% off, you can also go to their Facebook page, and they got loads of deals, raffles, auctions. Every day, Rich does stuff online. Every day. So like he's always putting up little auctions and things. The other day, it was a Dak, a Dak Prescott uh, action figure. Ooh, fancy. And so like he put it up, and the bidding started at a very affordable number. I don't remember what it was. And then essentially, the, he was like, the bidding, whoever's the highest bidder at this time, at this date, wins it. So you got to get on the Facebook page. You can always follow our Facebook page. We link to them all the time. Make sure you're following Rich at RNA Sports at 3501 North Frazier. They they have all kinds of great stuff. Um, he's he's he does a lot of like if he has Funko Pops and stuff, he has a lot of them, but most of them are signed. It's like cool stuff like that. Um, so when he gets into the pop culture stuff, he gets like cool things. He had a couple of uh, the bats from Walking Dead, Lucille, and they were signed by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Stuff like that. He does some really cool things. So make sure you check out RNA Sports, uh, if at the very least, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Nico. Uh, we talked about this last week, I want to say, how the DC Universe streaming service uh, had canceled Swap Thing, moved it from 13 to 10 episodes. Did we talk about this on the show? No, we did not. Okay. So last week it was looking crazy because the DC Universe basically stepped in one day and, like, no one on Swamp Thing cast and crew knew what was going on. And Warner Brothers, not DC, but Warner Brothers, the parent company, and was like, all right, this is going from 13 to 10 episodes. We're gonna The writer's room is going to rewrite the ending so it ends next episode. There's going to be some reshoots for the other stuff. And then we're out. We're done. They had committed to spending $85 million on the project. 
for originally what was supposed to be 13 episodes. It's now is 10. At the time when that happened, basically there was a ton of speculation that the DC streaming app itself was in trouble. Um, because it didn't, there was no known reason. The cast was surprised. The writers' room was surprised. No one knew what was going on. People were actually going on their social media and being like, "I don't know what just happened." Um, but the interesting part was on the DC streaming service app. Just in the last month, they released the entire DC comics comic book catalog. Mm-hmm. They got on Xbox. Oh, nice! And they released the new animated movie, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Fancy. All, all in the month of April. Plus, Doom Patrol was getting big reviews. Yep. Uh, and after Doom Patrol... Uh, people finally started liking Titans, I guess. Yeah, like, people kind of were retroactively going, like, and Titans was good, too, so this is really great. And I was like, I don't remember mm. that. Um, but so there was a lot of speculation that Warner Brothers was stepping in because things were just out of control and they wanted to reevaluate. But I was like, everything's trending upwards for the app. I said, so if this is really the end of it... Why? Right, like... If they're making all these positive steps, I mean, maybe you rein in spending or maybe you readjust things or maybe the numbers aren't where they need to be. Maybe a swamp thing. But it turns out they've kind of done some damage control and they've gotten ahead of this and said, okay, this is what really happened. It turns out that the showrunners couldn't agree with Warner Brothers about the show. So it was creative decisions that forced Warner Brothers to come in and fire everybody. Oh, that's not a good sign. Um, it's weird because it's the second time this month that creative decisions have ended a comic book show. What was the first? Why the Last Man. Ah. Why the Last Man was all set to go, and um, the showrunners apparently want it to go in a different direction than FX wanted to go. So FX said, you know what, just go ahead and, you know what, never mind. Never mind. Now, FX says they still want the show to go on, so they were going to try and replace the showrunners because they already have the cast in place and they already have everything set up, basically. Right. Also, when Disney bought Fox Films, Fox was about a month away from production beginning on a Mouse Guard adaptation. Uh, Mouse Guard is this big, beautiful series. It looks kind of watercolor painted. It's very art-driven, but it's about essentially... Um, heroic knights that are mice. So it's like in a world of animals, these mice are knights. Mice knights. Mice knights. And so it like tells their epic legendary, it's a big, big story with all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, and they were going to do animated motion capture for this movie. Uh, and instead, Disney was like, honestly, we don't really feel like spending the 100 plus million. Right. So... No. <laughs> they ba- Yeah, they basically said, you're free to take it wherever you want to go, but we're out. Um, now, the cast is all in place for that one as well. Everything, again, was set to begin in about a month. So... But animation real hard. Well, they're going to... Th- I think that makes, that makes more sense to me because they wanted an animated show. And even with a cast and all that in place, animation is so expensive. Well, that's the thing is I think Disney just... It, it's a large gamble, and considering Disney just paid a ton in cash amongst other resources, they don't want to do that. Yeah, that's a big. That's a. That's a. If you put a hundred and like between marketing and everything, let's say you go one sixty, one seventy in that movie, which it could easily go over that. Right, and then let's say you only do three fifty over like a six month span in revenue. Wouldn't really have been worth it. Right now, if you're one of the other studios that's left, this is a movie that you didn't have that now, if you get it and it, it goes the other way and it's you spend 150 180 and it makes 600 700 You would have made something nice. Yeah, it's a big pickup for you because you didn't you didn't spend all the pre-movie. Like, that's all, the th- all the pre-movie stuff that you need. Right, to all the politics and the navigating and the getting it ready. So, like, everything's already in place for this movie. That's the hardest thing about the movie business it's setting from, everything up to execute. Right. From everything I learned from watching the show Entourage, the hard part is getting everything lined up. Once everything's lined up, once the writer's there, the director's there, the script's happy, the producers are happy, like, for the studio at this point to be like, whole project, we're just, we're done. So now the whole project, everybody's in place, you just got to find another guy to write the big check. And it's a little bit more attractive to a studio if 
There's a whole thing. But one thing I, I write about in Sports Map, uh, on Sports Map, my, my Nerds Around Town blog that's on sportsmaphouston.com, uh, I talked about this, and what I said is, to me, it's interesting because it, I think it's making like a new normal. I think what this means, all these different cancellations and changes, it used to be a superhero show or movie was a big event. But now there's so many of them and so many networks and so many places that it's now like the new normal and they treat it like every other genre. Like, right. if, like if a romance comedy is not looking right, the studio's like, you know what, Catherine Heigl, we're not going to make another movie. We're good. Uh, and, and they just, they bail on it, like at any given moment. And so like if a showrunner's making them angry, they'll swap them out. The Walking Dead famously changed, uh, they fired Frank Darabont, uh, Darabont after the first season. And uh, the second season is where everything picked up. Right. Well, but they, I mean, the first season the show did blow up. I mean, it was, you're talking about, I mean, 20 million viewers watching a show on FX. That wasn't, that wasn't unheard of back then. True. Um, and so, or AMC, I mean. Yeah, AMC. That was the biggest AMC hit ever uh, at the time. Before then, I just remember them doing a lot of movies. Uh, Mad Men. Mad Men and something else were right before Walking Dead, and they were doing great. And then it's, I think it's Breaking Bad, maybe. And those are two big shows, no doubt. But Walking Dead hit numbers that even those guys didn't hit. Right. Um, so from there, it's just kind of a... I think now it's the new normal. Like, I think that's now the new style. The new standard. Yeah, like, now it's okay to have a superhero project and be like, you know what, I don't know if we're going to make that. Like, it's now not automatic because it's a superhero that it's a big event thing. Right. And I think Warner Brothers is kind of doing that, especially because, like, management had to, like, step in and be like, actually, we're done now. <laughs> it's a weird thing because DC Universe, I thought, was going to be more run by the comic book people, so it's weird that Warner Brothers came in and was like, whoa, but an $85 million investment, I'm sure there's some strong oversight. Right, strong oversight, but like three episodes is also a lot. It is, it is. Uh, Shooter, two years ago with uh, Ryan Philippe, he broke his leg on the lake right before they filmed the last two episodes, and it just so happened that the episode they had just finished ended on a decent cliffhanger. They just ended the show. They ended the season. They said, uh, okay, that'll be our cliffhanger for the season, and then we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> right. And so they had to cut two episodes out because of that. Well, I mean, like, but that's a way different story. That was physical injury to, like, a star versus, like, the being like, man, we're actually, we're, mm, we're done here. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird how they can make that stuff work, too. Right. Like I think home. that was just a matter of convenience. They're like, well, I guess this works. Yeah, well, this, we're is, done a, now. this is a pretty good cliffhanger. All right. That is a weird thing. Versus though. like, well, you guys are garbage. Just get out of here. We're ending the show tomorrow, by the way. And everyone else is like, what? What happened? I mean, they could have like finished filming it. Like you cast his leg and then you do like body doubles and you do a lot of his scenes like from the chest up. I mean, you could, but I'm I, pretty sure they were like, man, it's easier to possibly save money. Right. That's the thing. It saves them money. <laughs> his leg saved them a lot of money. <laughs> Two episodes <laughs> worth of money. That's a lot. That's a weird thing to think about. All right, well, how much time we got here? We got a whole zero seconds. All right, let's jump out of here. When we come back, we got one more segment of the Nerd Thug Radio. Stay tuned. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. This is more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. That's all I got. That's nice. it. Nice. Uh, we're done. Yeah, that's it. And that's a wrap. This is Corey DLG, and with me, as usual, is little brother Nico. That's me. We're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1. We're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to check us out on iHeartRadio, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play, uh, essentially every single Spotify, all of them. Like, we're on everything. We, we really are, and honestly... You're welcome, world. You're welcome. Um, 
What was I going to say? Oh, make sure to go to facebook.com backslash Nerdthug Radio. Make sure to go to www.nerdthugradio.com. Make sure to check out the Patreon. Join the T-Shirt of the Month Club. Like we said, we're going to make an exclusive shirt every month, and the only way you're ever going to get it is by joining the club. So get online right now. we got a week left for the patreon.com backslash Nerdthug Radio for the very first shirt of Nerdthug Radio T-Shirt of the Month Club. Check it out. We'll ship them to you and all that. Like, we got you. Yeah, we we'll, we'll we'll figure it all out. For right, you. no problem. We got all that part. I I haven't set the thing to like. I don't know how to ask them for their size. I don't know how to make Patreon do that part yet. So we'll like, figure it out. When we'll, you we'll sign do up, some engineering. I'm guessing when you sign up, I have to send you an email and be like, "What size shirt do you need?" Right, and then we'll have that information. Correct, and then we'll send you that size shirt. Do you know I am down to 299 pounds? Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm under 300 pounds for the first time in like. Six years, seven years. That's good. So that's it. That's I'm done. I'm retired. Yeah, you're done now. I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm gonna put on another thirty pounds. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> At least stay down. Oh, keep it down. Yeah, I never agreed to that. Oh. That is not what I said I would do. <laughs> Go get some three hundred. <laughs> Go get back to three hundred. <laughs> right. New goal. Gain it back. <laughs> no. Uh, ninety nine pounds to go. But, like, I'm in no real hurry because I don't want to exercise and I don't like to diet. So, it's walking real slow. So, it's a process. It's a real process. My little food app, every time I type stuff in, is like, good job, I guess. guess? You tried? You, you do know you're trying to lose weight, right? No, it just makes like a weird question. Like the monocle one where the guy's got the fingers on the chin. Like, hmm, that's weird. That's what I get from my app every time. Like, three slices of pizza, really? Hmm, that's a choice. That is the way, that's what they need to do with weight loss apps. Like the, the called the demotivator. It just belittles you the entire yeah, every, time. Every time you put in a poor food choice, a poor food choice, it's like, is that what you really meant to do there? And then, like, it should pop up with better options, like salad. You just entered cheeseburger. Did you mean to say salad, fatty? No, no, no I, I didn't. Guess fact, you, have a, I had a quarter pound. Guess you don't want to be better. <laughs> and then it's like it flashes your goal weight and it flashes your current weight, and it's like, by the way, your heart rate is 110 beats a minute. Resting, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> you will die sooner than everyone else. And you're like, oh my God. You're like, yeah, but it, I mean, I don't know. The quarter pounder was two for one. So, like, I had to get two. And then it's like, oh my God, two? And then it, it's like, it just flashes like a picture of a hippo and then an elephant. And then it's like, body images. And then a skull and crossbones. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're not going to make it. It plays like that version of the we're not going to take it. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to make it. No. And you're like, come on, man. Like, it like plays it really loud so everyone <laughs> hears it. it. Overrides your sound. Yeah, call. like, you're like this was set to vibrate. Like, don't. Do, I'm in a library. And it's like, no, you're not fatty. You know you're back in line at McDonald's. <laughs> it's just the most <laughs> abusive app in the game. Yeah. Call it the stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a listen. If if no one has trademarked that by tonight, I'm nailing it. I'm jumping on it. Hop on that. The stepdad. Get, get you your abusive weight loss <laughs> app now. Honestly, I feel like it's the last open because everyone's so positive these days, and which is a great thing. Which I yeah, staying positive, having those positive vibes. You know, it's that's, that's my personal philosophy. But everyone is so into it now that like I think we need to go counter. I think that that's you just need to go counterculture and just be yeah, just raw because those are the trendsetters, right? The people who are like, oh, is everyone doing this? Well, then I'm gonna wear plaid and sing unintelligibly. And you're like, oh, thanks, Nirvana. Nice. See? See? They made it. They, well. He didn't. <laughs> Dave Grohl did. <laughs> Dave Grohl made it. Dave Grohl made it. Dave Grohl is a part of three huge rock acts. Think about that. Nirvana, Foo Fighters, and then he started Queens of Stone Age as a side project so he could drum again. Oh, I didn't even realize he started Queens of Stone Age. <laughs> I think he started it. He's the drummer. He was the original drummer for it. Oh, yeah, all right, that's pretty good. He drummed that whole first album. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I saw the first music video. And, and I you was were like, like, that's Dave Grohl. And then he played, they played one of the one of the late shows. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. Why is why is the Foo Fighters front man? Oh, yeah, Dave Grohl was the drummer for Nirvana. 
Oh, was, yeah. Also, huge myth that I want to dispel right now because someone in high school that I didn't like kept telling me this and they were wrong. I never forgot it. My Hero by uh, Nirvana is not about, or by Foo Fighters, is not about Kurt Cobain. There you go. Yeah. The, there goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. It's got those great rising guitars. That is now the music for this episode. That's perfect. I'm thrilled. Uh, But yeah, someone was like, oh, well, he was in Nirvana, and so he's talking about Kurt. Um, I found this old interview that I totally forgot about where he's on Howard Stern, uh, like early Foo Fighters, when they're pimping that album. And uh, Howard Stern's like, or no, they're pimping like the album after that because Howard Stern's like, honestly, we play My Hero because it's like one of my favorite songs. And he's like, yeah. And he was like, and that's about Kurt, right? And he's like, no, not really. And he was like, oh, I always kind of, to me, it's about Kurt. And he's like, oh, okay, well. It's not for me. Like, but yeah. And Robin was like, no, I think it's about, and like everyone had a different theory. And he's like, well, that's, that's really neat. And he said, but that's not really what I was thinking about when I wrote it. It's about how like everyday people can be your hero. And then it, heroes can wind up just being everyday people. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that really is what the song, I get it. Like I see that. I understand now. But somebody who I'm not going to name on the radio show because it's not a nice thing to do. But I didn't like them in high school, and they were always like, "No, dude, no, dude, no, dude, no, dude." And I was like, "It's not what." It, I, at first, I was like, "That's not even like the guy who wrote it wasn't even in the band Nirvana." And she's like, "Uh, Dave Grohl is leasing her Foo Fighter, and he's the drummer for Nirvana." And I was like, "Okay, fine. That's not what it's about, though." And she's like, "It's a hundred percent about that." And I was like, "I hate you. I this hate you so much. What have you done to me?" <laughs> So, yeah. How much time we got here? We got a whole four minutes. We still got some time. Uh, Yeah, we need to do Adventure Begins before we forget, though, because they're important, and it's important to take care of your people. See? See what I did there? See? 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 They're my heroes. Oh Yeah. Actually, they are really cool people. We got to hang out with them at uh, Cox ATA's uh, big tournament. Oh, the the Lone Star? That's what, Yeah, at the Lone Star Expo. That was already like three weeks ago. Yep. Man. Time flies when you're having fun. Really does. Uh, but yeah, so when we when we hung out with them, we had a great time with those guys. They're great. They really are. Uh, so the adventure begins on 1488. Uh, comics, games, and more. They got all kinds of stuff. They got a they got a whole gaming area. It's beautiful. It's well lit. It's clean. They got fun games. They do. Their uh, summer's coming up, so they're about to do a lot of like camps and family nights and things like that. Matter of fact, they have parents' night out coming up, where essentially the parents come, drop the kids off. They've got things organized. The parents can go do some stuff and then come back and pick the kids up like in an hour or two. Um, it's kind of a cool idea, right? That's neat. Um, the adventure begins is, is there in Conroe to build a community with you guys. So get out there and enjoy them and embrace them. They're having a great time and they're also showing you some really cool stuff because. Nerds are awesome, and the Adventure Begins is awesome too. Uh, they got a uh, cosplay crafting on certain days. They got trivia certain days. They got a calendar out in front. They also have a Facebook page, and they got a schedule posted there. Every weekend they're rotating between Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, and Bill still has not told me they're canceling it yet, so I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. As far as I know, they're still giving out the ten percent discount on those pool boxes, which uh, adds up significantly. It's a massive discount, so we need to make sure you're getting out there and taking advantage of that because it won't, it will go away. I know, like people, oh, limited time, oh, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Like, this is one of those things where, like, at some point, he will cut this off. That's something he and I talked about. So, make sure you get out there and get it while it still exists. Uh, while and then it's still available. While it's still available because once you have it, you save 10% and that's there for as long as you take care of them and they'll take care of you because that's how community works. So get out there to the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More on 1488 where the adventure begins. Ha ha. Hey. Hi-yo. Okay, we got a couple minutes here. Uh, you won't hear Nerd Thug Radio before Avengers Endgame. So with these last couple minutes... Oh man! Oh boy! What do you think? I don't know. Happens in that movie? I have absolutely no idea. And I haven't seen any of the spoilers. I've stayed away from. Uh, apparently, a bunch of footage leaked. Also, by the way, uh, both Game of Thrones episodes leaked online the day before the episodes aired. Uh, that's disappointing. Like, guys, what are we? Why are we spoiling stuff? Don't do that. Um, that's why I, I actively stay away from like anything I want to. I want to see. I want to see it. Both. You avoid it? I avoid it like the plague. All right, let's do this. Thor, Iron Man, Captain America. Do they survive? I uh, I want to say Thor and Iron Man, but not Captain America. 
Okay. I think... Maybe only Thor. I think only Thor. I think only Thor. You think Cap and, Cap and Iron Man go down in this fight? Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, you know me. I'm, I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller. I'm big on how to... How to like, what's... When you write stories, there's traditional archetypes that you're supposed... That, that make a story credible. Uh-huh. Um... If you write a murder mystery in the first chapter or first unit of the story, you need to you need to show the reader the killer. So if the killer doesn't show up until the 12th chapter, it's not really a murder mystery, it's a thriller. If it's a murder mystery, you're trying to solve it the whole time, but the killer but you it has to be something you're able to solve. So you have to know who the you have to have an opportunity to know who the killer is for it to right. be a murder mystery. Um so in the very first movie, Captain America challenges Iron Man and he says, "Are you the guy to make the sacrifice play?" And at the end of that movie, Iron Man steps up and does. I think when you fast forward all the way to here, I think Captain America says, like, it's my turn to make the sacrifice play, and Iron Man doesn't let him do it alone. That makes sense. Because the whole universe has been built around these their two the dynamic of their relationship. Yeah, and like the whole civil war. Civil war hunting them. But the, because of the Civil War, there are no Avengers when Avengers uh Infinity War starts. Right. Because of that. Without Cap, there are no Avengers. So Iron Man broke the Avengers, and this is how he fixes them, I think. That's cool. I think so. Uh, ultimate adversary. Uh, ultimate adversity builds the strongest bonds. There you go. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to make a comment. The Overwatch League's going on. Houston Outlaws are now 3-6. and six. They've lost all of their games so far of the second section, whatever they call that. Um, Big yikes, bro. <sighs> It's real disappointing. They were they were on Disney XD Sunday afternoon, and it just it was, it's frustrating. Just a tragedy. Literally, they lost three zero. Ugh. Yeah. The worst way to lose. Right. And Getting then, swept always feels real bad. It does, right? And then in the final in the final match, sort of like tennis, where it's like games winner of this round of games wins the point. Uh huh. And the final match in that round, uh, they literally were. It's the escort one, and they got all the way to right before to finish the escort, which would have tied them, which would have forced an extra round. And they had like two and a half minutes to move it the very last section, and they kept getting swapped just over and over, just swatted away, just smashed over and over and over again. It was a very frustrating match to watch, and they were already down 2-0, and you're like, like if there's any fight, if there's any sort of winning championship character, down 0-2, you, you step up and you get that last little bit. Just a whooping. Just an absolute, like... That's just the end of it. it <laughs> that's all she wrote, boys. <sighs> and that's all she wrote for this episode. Uh, check out the Facebook page. Make sure you go to NerdThugRadio.com. Make sure you go to the Patreon page for NerdThug Radio and uh, Venture Begins and RNA Sports and Cox ATA for The Absent Joey Savage for Little Brother Nico. This is Corey DLG. Same NerdThug time, same NerdThug channel. Oh,